Welcome to the Finding Clarity podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerbinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Hi folks, this is George Cannon, and we're going to be bringing you another question today on the Finding Clarity podcast. The Finding Clarity podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week we try to bring a question that you might be pondering or someone maybe has asked you and you don't have an answer for. And typically it's the kind of question that you wouldn't normally get answered in a Sunday school or in a morning service by listening to a message. Today's question is going to kind of be connected with last week's question. Last week, we looked at the whole issue of Jesus saying that if we don't forgive, we will not be forgiven. Well, this week, we're going to talk about forgiveness, although we're going to look at it from a different standpoint. Again, it's about personal forgiveness, but we're going to look at the issue concerning the need to seek forgiveness in prayer from the Lord. And, and the issue has to do with, you know, when you and I come to Christ in salvation, we have been forgiven of our sin. Now, if that's true, why must we confess our sins to God in prayer? So that brings us to what our question is going to be. Why ask for forgiveness if we've been forgiven? That's a pretty logical question. One of the basic tenets of the faith is, is that, Through Christ, we have been forgiven our sins, but we also recognize that we have been told, commanded, to seek forgiveness for our sins in our everyday lives. So why do we need to do that? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about this really from three parts. We're going to look, first of all, the benefit of salvation. So we're going to talk about when you and I were forgiven at salvation. We're going to talk briefly, very briefly, about the confusion. We're going to just kind of examine what that question is. And then we're going to look, finally, and wrapping it up, hoping to answer the question, the need for confession. Why do you and I need to ask for forgiveness if we have already been forgiven? So let's look at this together. So let's, first of all, talk about the benefit of salvation. Now, I'm hoping that everyone who is listening to this already knows and already assumes the reality that we have salvation because of Jesus Christ. And that salvation comes through his sacrifice on the cross. So we're going to talk about the benefit of salvation, probably one of the main benefits of salvation. To be honest with you, it's not the whole issue of heaven later on. That is wonderful in itself. But it's the reality of where we are right now in our relationship with God. So the first thing I want you to notice is this, is that when Jesus died on the cross, he paid the price for our sins. He paid the ultimate price for our sins. See, the reality is, is that Paul says in Romans, the wages of sin is death. There is a death that is required because of our sin. And you and I recognize that we are sinners and that we sin. Now, we don't typically think in terms of our sin requiring death, but it does. God requires death for sin. But one took our place and died in our place. And with that death on the cross, 
we see that the price has been paid for our sins. In fact, that's what's described here in First uh, John chapter 2, verse 2. John writes, And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. He is the propitiation for our sins. Now, that's a big Bible word, big theological word. What does that mean, George? Well, what it means is, is that he is the wrath satisfier. He is the atoning sacrifice. So when you say that he is the propitiation, he is the one who satisfied God's wrath with his death. So he's the propitiation for our sins. And not just our sins, but for the whole world. And so when he died on the cross, he paid the price for our sins. Now that brings me to my second point that I want you to see here, is that through Christ's redemption, believers have the forgiveness of sin. Now because he paid the price, because he is the propitiation, he redeemed us. He paid the price. That's what it means to redeem, is to, to purchase, to, to pay the price for something. So through Christ's death, on the cross, he provided us redemption. We were redeemed. And with that, you and I were forgiven of our sin. We received the forgiveness of sin. And that's what uh, Paul is making the point about in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. To the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he has made us accepted in the beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence. So through that redemption, through the cross, we have the forgiveness of sins. Now, there's one other dimension here that we need to recognize, and that is when that forgiveness takes place, what happens then? Well, with forgiveness... Our sins have been permanently removed. Think about what Psalm 103 says. Psalm 103, verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so has he removed our transgressions from us. So the east doesn't meet the west. The reality is, is that that's how far God has removed our sin from us. So that brings me to the basic point as we try to understand the benefit of salvation. And that is, is that all of our sin has been forgiven on a judicial basis. So when we came to Christ, all of our sin, past, present, and future, were forgiven. They were dealt with judicially. We were pardoned. We were redeemed. And they were removed from us and that happened on a judicial basis. Now, let's talk about the confusion, because you and I understand that as we go about our life, you and I continue to sin. We continue to struggle with sin. And the fact is, is that as we continue to struggle with sin, we know that the Scripture tells us that we need to go to the Lord and seek His forgiveness for our sin. And so, Here's what we struggle with, knowing that all of our sin has been forgiven. We struggle with the need to confess. 
we struggle with the need to confess. In fact, some folks take the struggle with confession to the point of they don't even bother because, hey, I've been forgiven. I can just do what I want to do. Well, no, that's not a good thing. That's really not a good thing because you need to be broken over your sin. So what do you do with that brokenness? Well, we need to confess. So that's what we're going to look at here right now. We're going to look at the need for confession, the need for confession. So here's the first thing I want you to understand. When we sin, we affect the relationship with God. When we sin, so even though we have entered into a relationship and we have been forgiven judicially of our sin, the fact is, is you and I continue to sin. And when we sin, we affect our relationship with God. We hurt that relationship because sin is offensive to him. Sin, by definition, is you and I doing our own thing in spite of God. So when we sin, it affects our relationship with God. Now, like human relationships, there is a need to restore the fellowship. So in a human relationship, if two people are at odds with each other because someone has offended or done wrong against someone, there has to be a reconciliation. There has to be a mending of the fence. There has to be a restoration of that fellowship. It's the same thing in the relationship with the Lord. Yes, we have been forgiven. But the fact of the matter is, is that the current status of our relationship is such that our fellowship with God has been broken, and now that needs to be restored. Now, what you and I need to see is the third point here. Christ's sacrifice offers believers the opportunity to restore the fellowship with confession. Christ's sacrifice offers the opportunity for believers to restore the fellowship with creation. Where do we get that from? 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we have been given now the opportunity with confession, we have the assurance that when we confess, that relationship is restored because why? Our sins are forgiven and we have been cleansed from all unrighteousness. Now, why do we need to do that? Well, here's the final point that I want to make to you as we look at the need for confession. Confession of sin keeps us from God's discipline and a hindered prayer life. It keeps us from God's discipline and a hindered prayer life. What, what do you mean God's discipline and a hindered prayer life? Well, the reality is, is that you and I don't need to fear the reality of being sent to hell. However, because we are in a relationship and he is the heavenly father, we are his child. When a child goes astray, if there is no repentance, if there's no confession of dealing with it, we are inviting the Heavenly Father to discipline us. And so confession gives us the opportunity to keep us from that discipline. In fact, that's the point that Paul makes in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 31 and 32. For if we judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. And that's making the point that I was saying to you. You are inviting God's 
chastening, his punishment in your life. And confession keeps that from happening because you're going to him acknowledging it, you're turning from it. The other aspect of it is if when we don't go to him and seek forgiveness and make confession, it hinders our prayer life. Psalm 66, verse 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. God's not going to hear you. Why? The relationship is strained. Okay, so let's let's wrap this up. When it comes to forgiveness at salvation, you have been judicially forgiven. All of your sins, past, present, and future, have been forgiven on a judicial standpoint. Jesus Christ was the propitiation, the wrath satisfier for our sin. That's the part of salvation. And with that, we entered into a beautiful relationship with the living God. But the reality is, is that you and I continue to sin each and every day. And with that, we affect that relationship. And with that, we are called to go to him and make confession, to seek forgiveness. Because in seeking forgiveness now, we are dealing with a relational forgiveness. Not a judicial forgiveness, which we have, but a relational forgiveness of making right reconciling, restoring the relationship with the Heavenly Father because of our sin. And folks, that's why you and I need to ask for forgiveness if we've already been forgiven. Finding Clarity Podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions. So you might be sitting there and you're saying to yourself, you know, George, I got a question about this or that. How do I get that to you? Well, if you attend the services here at the Kerbinsville Christian Church, I would just simply say, come up and talk to me. Mention the question to me or write it down. Well, the reality is always write it down. Get it to me. I'll look about answering it here on the podcast. Or as you write it down, you can just stick it in an offering box here. The men will know where it needs to go and they'll get it to me. You can also contact us through our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast direct message us there or write on our wall. You can do the same on the church's Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Kerwinsville Christian Church. And again, direct message us, message us, and we'll look at answering your question that you have. Until next week, guys, where we're going to look at another question, take care.